everybody. My name is Sarah. And hi, I'm Bree. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the, the Categorically, Categorically Romance, Romance Podcast. Podcast. We'll we get it right at it. some We're point. We're going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to episode two, girl. We did it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Today we are going to be delving into a bit of the history of what category romance, like a definition of what category romance is, a little bit of the history, and some of our favorite imprints or series that are currently being published. Right. So we have to preface this right with Sarah and I are two humongous history nerds. So when Mm -hmm. we had the idea for this, we immediately started Googling and like checking the library and we wound up with like way more questions than, than answers in like true history nerd fashion, right? So yep. yeah, we're just <laughs> we're gonna keep doing research to like you know answer these questions just because it's we fun, have, right? <laughs> but I mean, aren't you like kind of shocked at how much is kind of out there that leads to like other stuff you want to look into? Oh, yeah. It's like you look at one website. It's like, okay, now I need to check these other three to look up these things, too. (laughs) And, you know, we could do like several episodes just detailing the history as well as the old imprints that are no longer being done by other publishers. It's crazy the amount of information out there. Yeah, agree. (laughs) And it's dangerous, too, because like (laughs) we were like researching. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like. Oh, Sarah, what is this Kismet line? And she's like, Oh, I've heard of that one before. And I'm like, Let me check eBay. Oh, that's yeah. a box for $15. I can't pass it up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little bit dangerous. Okay. Yes, on the old what pocketbook. <laughs> is the, so we, we felt like it was important to kind of define, right, what it category romance is because we're pretty both active online, right? And we Mm -hmm. have both answered the question Mm -hmm. recently of Mm -hmm. people not being sure exactly what it is. So let's start Mm -hmm. off by defining what is a category romance. What do you got? Okay. So what I have is from the Romance Writers of America, they define it as books issued under a common imprint series name that are usually numbered and released at regular intervals, usually monthly with the same number of releases each time. In other words, category romances are released every month. And we have the titles often have numbers on the spines. They The series are generally authored by different authors, though they'll often share a similar theme. So if you go into the, the Walmart, for example, and you pick up a Harlequin romantic suspense, it is a book for the publisher's romantic suspense novels. And I just think that that's great for marketing. So for us as the consumers, we know what we're getting when we purchase that book. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a question like I really wanted to talk to you about. So do you think timing is really important with these series? Because for instance, right, I, in my 2020 self-isolation life of (laughs) like turning to eBay to buy books, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Remember 2020 life, right? Mm-hmm. I had discovered, I can't remember how, but like I discovered the Harlequin Gothic line. Yes. The Harlequin Gothic line ran from 1983 through 1988 and it had like 18 books, I think. So before we re- started recording, I like went to my shelf because I've been collecting gothic romances from ebay for like two years now so some of the ones i pulled i pulled mistress of melon by victoria holt it was crest mm-hmm. book d629 so apparently some of these lines would put letters in front of the number which interesting. is interesting and it was the, my copy which is like classic gothic romance the heroine's running away from the big manor in the background was 50 cents sarah 50 cents (laughs) but okay it released in 1960 so then i was like okay let me pull a couple more so i pulled black amber by phyllis whitney which was crest book t111 and used to be 75 cents my copy was published in 1968 and then I, pu- I pulled one more. I pulled Mary Stewart's My Brother Michael, which was a Fawcett Crest book, TII067, or 06, which used to be 75 cents. And my copy was published in 69. 
So by 1983, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that that phase had kind of phased out or was on its way to phasing out. So like, and this is another thing of like, you have more questions than you think you'll find answers for. But like, when that line came out, do you think like, was it established? We're only going to put out so many books. Was it the right time? Was it the wrong timing to begin with? Or did they mm -hmm. start when it was still sort of popular, but it was on its way out? And so by the time that it ended, that train had left the station. Like, what do you think as far as timing with the series? Timing definitely means everything for these books. But in terms of the gothic one in particular, I would have to say that maybe they were just trying something. Maybe they didn't. Maybe when they started, they didn't have an idea that they were going to do a print run of only 18 or however many. Maybe they wanted to go longer, but they didn't sell. So, because I think if I'm remembering correctly, looking at Fiction Database, they weren't released every month, were they not? They were released like every couple months. Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So I think that maybe they were just testing the waters to see whether or not this was something that the public was interested in. And I guess it just didn't fly. But I think looking again, at that time period in the early 80s for Harlequin, they also started the intrigue line. And a lot of those books do have a bit of a gothic element to them. So they were able to still kind of do that, but put it into a imprint that could, that was a bit more diverse in terms yeah. of storylines. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think of it like with, you know, you you love the 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 blaze line you mm -hmm. know and it's like why isn't that a thing was why isn't it still out what did it come out at the wrong time would now have been a good time for blaze to be put out there you know but then now we have dare which i think is a little bit sexier right than blaze mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and even it is going away so it's like was it, did it come out at the wrong time? And I think, you know, one thing you and I have talked about a lot is with Dare, the marketing may not have been there. And I think one thing that bothers me with that is like, you can't get it in paperback here in the States. No, and or in Canada, no. I Yeah, it, like here, period, right? So I think that like, while there's a big majority of us that are true ebook readers, for the most part, if we buy a book and read it on ebook and we enjoy it, we're going to want to get it in paperback copy. <laughs> so the fact that we'd have to order it from Europe and that's like extra shipping and then it might take, like I just saw mm -hmm. a, a bookstagrammer post, like they ordered a book from Book Depository. It took a month to get here. Yes. So sometimes yeah. we're just like, I don't have time for all that. So mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that's where that one may not have necessarily worked how you know I just feel like it didn't really get a chance to thrive you know I don't think so either and I was actually interviewed back when that line started by the Globe and Mail here in Toronto I guess they reached out to me because of my booktube channel they found me and I actually said in that article that they were behind the eight ball on this one like 50 shades of gray had been out for what 10 years at the time the dare line started like why they weren't pushing the envelope for that back when Fifty Shades was like all the rage. I think it was even after the movie came out that they released the Dare line. So they were behind the eight ball on that one big time, in my opinion. And I think that maybe with um, the Blaze novels, the reason they phased them out was to bring in Dare. They didn't want to run these two more explicit lines at the same time because prior to, now I'm just going to show my geek knowledge of this bit of history. Show here. it, Sarah. <laughs> Wave that geek flag. Prior to the Blaze line, there was the Temptation line from Harlequin, which was very similar. Um, Jill Shalvis wrote a lot for the Temptation line. And then towards the end of that run, they actually started marketing some of those as Blaze novels. Like they would say it's the Temptation. And then underneath it would be the series Blaze. Ooh. And then all of a sudden, Temptation was gone. And Blaze had taken its place. And then the same thing kind of happened with Dare. But there was no... Dare and Blaze never ran concurrent from each other. I think that Blaze ended. And it was a good couple months after that Dare started. They gave it a little bit of a break. But I just... 
I still say they, they were behind the eight ball with the Daryl line. That's just my two cents on that one. So when Blaze ended, did you know it was ending? You knew it was ending ahead of time. Um, if you were on the website, like it's nothing that they marketed. It's nothing that they, they talked about, but I believe the same month that Blaze ended, um, they ended the Blaze line, the Harlequin American Romance line, and the Harlequin Super Romance line. All three of them, oh. I think, ended the same month. So they kind of like did a clean sweep of a lot of stuff. So what do you think it is like? Because there are some some series that the longevity is definitely there. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's us as the readers? Like they someone in the big Harlequin office in the sky is keeping track (laughs) and it's like, hey, this line's not doing so good. Is it a trends thing? You know, I just... Because like what what's the the one we read Bell Calhoun, A Love yes. Inspired, what in yes. like January? And yep. loved it. It was so yep. good. What was yep. it? His Alaskan twin surprise or something? The Alaskan twin surprise or something like that. Yeah. It was adorable. And I mean, how long has that line been along? Oh my gosh. I mean, that book was numbered nine hundred and something. Wow. Or over a thousand, I think. So it's been around a while. So it's just kind of like, how are some of these lines, the long, how is like the longevity there for some and then not for others? I think with um, the three that I mentioned, the blaze, um, not so much the blaze. That was, I think that they, they ended that one because they wanted to bring in dare, but, and I think that they had that lighter, I want to say erotica light was in the dare, was in the desire line, which you've read desire, you know, Mm -hmm. they do they get into a bit more than some of the other lines do. So I think that they had that. It was very much on par with the blaze line in terms of sexual content. Okay. So I think that they felt comfortable getting rid of blaze and bringing in dare, which just pushes the envelope that much more in terms of the American romance line, as well as the, especially the super romance line. I think that they ended because at the time or years earlier, they had bought silhouette. And Silhouette was running a series called Special Edition, which are still out now. Okay. So I think what they did is they were very, very similar in terms of length, in terms of storyline, all those things. And they thought, why are we going to run two? Let's get rid of this one and continue on with this one. And find like a balance of both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's where they were thinking with that one. But, you know, we'd love to get the inside scoop. So if anyone listening knows, please hit us up. <laughs> so right? like one of my favorite lines to buy, like that I go to the Harlequin site and buy is romance line. So is the yep. romance line a combination of other lines that have gone away? I don't think so. The romance line is there one that's been there since day one. That was the original. Oh, like, that's right. Because it used to be like hot pink. And now it's like this pretty light pink. Okay. And it's like, we're up to like 4,600 books now in that imprint or that series. But I have book number 485 in my collection. Wow. So if you look at Fiction Database and you go back on the Harlequin, just the Harlequin romance line, it's the one that traces all the way back to number one, to the first books that Harlequin ever published. Wow. Before there were all these other imprints. So that one's kind of neat. But it surprises me being there kind of their key series that you can't buy it in store. Hello. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't understand how that's a thing. (laughs) Right. I would love that. Now, granted, you know, here we have half price books and I'm always Mm -hmm. tagging you in pictures because there's one that I go to that has an amazing Harlequin section and they, Mm -hmm. someone in San Antonio, Texas, must subscribe to Harlequin Romance because every time I go over there, there is like an entire shelf of mm-hmm. pink. And I'm like, how, who is this person? I just need to hit them up and be yeah. like, I will pay you to just bring them to me. When you're done with them. them to half price books. <laughs> yeah. You're probably That's getting like 10 know, cents a copy. I'll give yeah. you like 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> But it was the same back in the summertime when I got that one box of, off of Kijiji and it was 80% medical romance, the Harlequin medical romance, which is another one that you cannot buy in stores. Like you only can get it online. 
But yet now I have a collection of like 50 or 60 of them thanks to Kijiji. You know? <laughs> like Shout out just, to Kijiji. Right? Well, eBay is too expensive for me because shipping to Canada is just redonkulous. Yeah. So Kijiji is what I hit up. Is there anybody local who's willing to sell me books? <laughs> that is interesting because I've seen some of the older, like, I want to say almost illustrated cover medical yeah. romances in like thrift stores and stuff. But yeah, I've never seen besides like what I've received from like, yes. book, you know, the publicity team and stuff. I've never seen a medical romance in person. That's crazy. And you'll notice too, what I've noticed anyway, with the publicity team, which we're talking about is the publicity team on Instagram. The, they're, they're, they're very active on Instagram. They do three or four titles a month that they will send out to people to promote. I have never seen a medical one. I have never seen a pink spine one, a, a romance one. So that's just weird. Like these are staples. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't so understand. So do you think it's like a way to drive to make sure that you're coming to their website? People go to the website. Perhaps. Perhaps that could be it. That could definitely be I just be think it. that like, because the romance line specifically feels very like, I love contemporary romance. We love contemporary romance, right? It mm -hmm. feels very just contemporary romance-ish. And I'm like, why isn't this in the store? This is what we enjoyed reading. <laughs> it just, it kind of feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity. And again, like you want to see lines that you love actually have a chance to really thrive. Agreed. And I mean, I'm sure they're not hurting. I'm sure people are going to the website, but like, what about people that don't have internet access and like, they can go to the library or go to a bookstore, you know, I just, I wish that we I could see though, those. I know my library, I've seen them. They have the Harlequin romance. They have the pink spine ones at my library. So I think that they do sell a lot to libraries and things like that. And you can get them on ebook digitally from the library. But you're absolutely correct. Like, but they do. I have to admit, I'm a big proponent for the Harlequin website. <laughs> I may nope. have two orders coming to me from sales last week. <laughs> the Friday sale. <laughs> right? Right? I do have some complaints in terms of the ebooks on Harlequin, but I'm not going to go there right now. But I do love their sales. They are great sales, and I always use them to pick up the physical books. Yeah. Because I love them. Yeah, it's just exciting to get book mail, right? Like, <laughs> it really is. It really is. See that book, new books. I'm not picky. <laughs> See that cute Harlequin box on the doorstep. I know. <laughs> this makes me all kinds of happy. <laughs> yeah, just, it's for you. <laughs> so I wonder. I mean, okay. I have thoughts on this. So mm -hmm. blaze goes, dare goes. And we're just using these because they're ones that, you know, Sarah really loved blaze. I really love dare. They're both yep. on there. They're on their way out. Right. Yep. Do you feel like the idea of, well, you have desire and you're getting a little bit of steamier content and desire that should suffice. Mm -hmm. Like, is that what it's coming down to of like not wanting the steam level of dare, but you're still going to get some because you have desire or are there plans yeah. in the works to have something else come out? You know, like, what do you think? I know that question has been asked a lot over on the Harlequin connections, Facebook group. Um, is something coming in to replace dare. So this, this part of my heart that just wishes it were true. I know I've heard people say, maybe they're going to bring back something like blaze. And I'm like, yes, please. But <laughs> I don't know right now. Like I think when blaze ended almost as soon as it ended, I remember seeing stuff, them teasing the fact that something else was coming. So we kind of knew right off the bat. Whereas Dare, I think, ends this summer, but there's been no anything from the Harlequin team of anything coming to replace it. So maybe they're just going to do some big spectacular launch, or maybe there's nothing in the works right now. I would love to know. We, I think we do have a Dare author lined up to speak to. Am I correct? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what I mean. We want we need the inside scoop because no, nothing's been mentioned that anything new is coming yeah. out. I mean, and I know that there are readers that aren't really a fan of the sexual content, so they're not, you know, too much worried about it. But, yeah. you know, kind of like how you felt with the Blaze novels, the Dare novels, they're really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I just feel like for kind of the community that we see online now, right? We see what people want to read if they are new to romance. I feel yep. like Dare would be the line, the series that I would immediately be like, try this, you know, because honestly, like yep. watching people's videos and seeing what people are asking recommendations for, they want something with a steam level. And, That's right. you know, yes, we have desire, but then also just paying attention to what people like. I feel like Dare or if Blaze was still intact would be it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad to see that taken away. You know, granted, yeah. it'll always be there. We can always get it on ebook, but just knowing that, hey, this is You're it. Like, new stuff. There's not going to be anything new coming out. It's really sad. And I wonder if it's to do, I think we discussed this as well at some point that I wonder if it's to do with Kindle Unlimited because a lot of what is offered in the Dare books, those themes are very prevalent on Kindle Unlimited. Yes. If you go to the, or, you know, like the, the desire line, yes, you're going to get that sexual content that you're looking for if you're into that. But what you're not going to get are your mafia stories. You're not going to get your motorcycle gang stories. And those are some of the things that are found in Dare. It pushed the envelope. Yeah. And, you know, it used to bring out, I think, what, four titles every month? Okay, so maybe it's not selling as well. Knock it down to two. Yeah. But clearly there are a lot of people who like it. And that, that always amazes me. Like, just because I don't read it, I, I just think, oh, I wonder how many people read this. But then as soon as they announced it was going away, people came out of the woodwork <laughs> that, they, that they read this and they loved it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> clearly. There's <laughs> an audience. <laughs> clearly it's there. But you're right, for our group and the, some of the people that we speak to personally, a lot of them love those kind of Kindle Unlimited darker romances. Yeah. And we would steer them and say, try one of these. Yeah. Because you're going to get that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's an audience there. It just wasn't marketed correctly. So what's the other one? You've shown one in one of your YouTube videos, Jill Shalvis. It had the pink cover. Um, oh, um, that, that was a blaze. The one with the heart cookie on the front. That was a blaze. Was that, what was, was the title? Blaze. I'm thinking of something like Jinx. That one was something. called Jinx. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was, it was the, it was the, the trilogy. It was the trilogy. <laughs> it, was, it was a bind up of three stories by three different authors. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. that was a blaze novel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even like, you know, I feel like romantic comedies, had their moment. I feel like they never really went away, but for a while, yeah. like movie wise, they weren't necessarily as popular, but I see that they are kind of making a resurgence and people in the reading world. I love, I love romantic comedies oh, yeah. and like there's an entire community of those. And it's just like, you see some humor in some of the books. Like I've read Reese Ryan's new release recently and I was like, she's showing her humor in this book and it was yes. fantastic. But like, why isn't duets still a thing? You know, why isn't there or the a romantic ride. comedy oh, line? Is probably what you're thinking about. Which one? Yeah, you were probably thinking about the kiss books. Yes. Yeah. 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 They yeah, they were they were good. But they had, like you said, they had the duets line. They had the um the flip side line. Then they had the kiss line. They had love and laughter. And then Silhouette had one, I believe that was called Yours Truly, but don't quote me on that one. I can't read the title from over here. Um, (laughs) But they had, like, at one point, a whole bunch of different ones. But what happened to them? Because clearly romantic comedies are a thing. Look at some of the best-selling or best, you know, loved books of the last years. The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. The Bromance Book Club. Yeah, they dealt with some harsher topics or some more difficult topics. But underlying that, they were romantic comedies as far They're as romantic I comedies, right? Right, right. You know, like how <laughs> is this not a thing? And I'm worried that five years down the line, Harlequin's going to go. You know what's popular right now? Romantic comedies. We should bring back one of those lines. 
And we're going to be tirelessly standing outside the door like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to tell right. you. <laughs> the protest is over now. We can go home. <laughs> Somebody ring up Jill Shalvis. It's back. I'm trying that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, okay. What are some of your current favorites? Like, what's working for you now? Lines. Um. There's a lot of them that I like, to be honest. Um, I really do like the heartwarming line. I think it's really sweet. Um, they are clean romances, but they don't have the faith-based element that the Love Inspired has. Yeah. So I think they're really great. Um, and I do, hands down, I love the intrigue line. It is one of my favorites. I think in March I've read about six or seven of them just because I'm participating in March Mystery Madness. And as well, the special editions. My heart has always been with the special edition novels because I used to love the super romance. That's where I kind of really dipped my toe into Harlequin because they're similar. They're very family-oriented type stories, and I just, they make me happy. I love them. Yeah. Heartwarming are the green. They're green, right? I have They're the green those. covers, yes. Yes. I have a it's series I've been reading. how we know, like, what <laughs> color they yeah. are. <laughs> Green's my favorite color, so. Yes. You know, my first heartwarming, it was a cowboy romance, which I, I think maybe a lot of them are cowboy romances, which I I love cowboy romances. Okay. Like, yes, billionaires are mm -hmm. sexy, but give me a man that goes outside and works with his hands any day. And I find that right? like light right. years more sexy. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's right. um, some guy in a business suit who yeah. gets his nails, you know, like. <laughs> but I found it so, like you said, there's no sexual content in there, which is fine. And I, what yeah. I like really realized that I loved when I was reading those books is that it's a lot more romantic in the sense of like, you are really in it for like those nonverbals, the eye contact, yes. the brushing yes. of hands, yes. helping one another out, you know, like yep. I just, it was so swoon worthy in a different way. Like yeah. the, the sex isn't there to change the dynamic of the relationship. It's just those like nonverbal like cues and like dialogue between one another. Yeah. And you're truly getting the emotional aspect of the relationship when you take out that physical part of the relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, because we, we, you got to make it believable for us, right? Like Absolutely. as a reader. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they're just so sweet. And some of those, like you said, they're, they're mostly cowboy. I'm pretty sure that's the line that kind of replaced the American romance line because towards the end, the American romance turned into the Western romance line mm -hmm. where it was literally all cowboys all the time, which made me happy. But then I think <laughs> that that's kind of what took over. And they're longer stories. They're more meaty. They get into a lot more like topics and stuff, and they're really good. They're really and can good. I just say, I love the larger print because <laughs> your girl Hello. can't see. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hit a certain age, and you kind of sort of love the large print. I love ones, it. <laughs> the ones that I found at that thrift store, that the true large print for the Love Inspired, which the books are like the size of like a, a trade paper, like um, you know, a door stopper. <laughs> My my husband could stand across the room and hold it up, and I could still read it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So riddle me this, okay? Why is there? Which it's fine, but like, why is there intrigue and romantic suspense lines? That one I don't know, and I keep waiting for the day that one of them gets dropped. I'll be honest. I, I am waiting. I am waiting to hear that. You know, either I don't think I don't think intrigue will ever go. My opinion, yeah. I don't think Intrigue is ever going to go because I think it's their bigger one. They release six titles a month from the Intrigue line, but the Romantic Suspense line only releases four. Okay. But the Romantic Suspense line is what came from Silhouette. Way back oh, okay. in the day, the Silhouette Intimate Moments is what it used to be called. And then they came- Silhouette had some really amazing names. <laughs> oh my God. The one that I read, I read it last week. It was an old Silhouette Intimate Moments by Heather Graham called A Matter of Circumstance. Which, and, uh, can we just say, Sarah loves and, Heather Graham, you guys. <laughs> oh my God, I love, 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 love. But this book, talking about 80s vibes, because it was written in 1986, it so reminded me of the movie Overboard 
with Kurt no. Russell and Goldie Hawn. Have you ever seen it? No, I need to look at it. You've got to check that out. You will love it. You will love it. It was so good, but it's about a girl. Like, it's it's very intrigue. It's a girl who gets kidnapped, and it's a case of mistaken identity, and they're holding her for ransom. So, I mean, it's not a light and fluffy story, but it had those elements in there that still made it fun. Wow. And they were great. But then it became, did it become Harlequin? No. And then it became Silhouette Romantic Suspense. Mm-hmm. And now it's Harlequin Romantic Suspense. But like I said, every month I legit, I look at, oh, oh they're still producing that one. <laughs> so Silhouette was who? Who had Silhouette? Silhouette was Simon and Schuster. Simon and Schuster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. Harlequin <laughs> bought them way back when, way back. Okay. Yeah. I just ordered, I got my box of 54 silhouette shadows. I know. I'm still jealous. I was watching your video going, ah. I am so excited. I mean, I don't even know. Is it paranormal romance? I don't know. They I look so. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that Heather Graham wrote like the first one, the last Cavalier is the first yeah. one. Yeah, I've got it sitting right there. That on my cover phone. is so cool, Sarah. Right, and but that book has been reprinted numerous times. Like if you go on on um, Amazon, you can find it for Kindle, but it's got a completely different. But it's to do with like a, she's big into Civil War and history. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I love Heather Graham so much. And it has to do with like a Civil War soldier or something like that returning, like his ghost. Oh gosh, you know I we love ghost stories. <laughs> we should buddy read it in October. <laughs> Coming soon on the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought up heartwarming because I really enjoy, and it's like the series that I've been reading. It started off kind of focused on the like the brothers and now I'm following like their sisters. I think it's the, like the Blackwells or something, but yeah, it's like a okay. cowboy. And I, it just reminds me of like how much I enjoy small town romances, yes. even though like the small town itself isn't necessarily a big deal, but just like that cozy feeling of like being in one place. You yes. know, yes. Um, and everyone yes. knowing everyone and automatically knowing you can go to this person for this stuff, you know, which yep. I get, don't yep. get me wrong. We both live in big cities. I love city right. romances as well. I don't want to shun yep. those. But I think when you live in a big city, the small town <laughs> looks kind of nice. So going to the local <laughs> bar where everybody knows who you are going to like, you know, they've got those cute little shops that you can like those little specialty yes. shops, the local coffee shop, you know, like it's. Truly, the town within small town romance becomes a character. Yes. Like, exactly. as you're reading through the books, you're like, oh, they're going back to the Honey Bee Cafe or whatever it happens to be called. You know, like they become characters within the yeah. story. And I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> All the like crazy characters. <laughs> I know. And I think with small town romance, too, it's, you know, you're kind of always reminded, like the series that I've been reading, it's not just. Yeah, it's it's like pristine and it seems like a good place to live. And then crazy things happen. Like, don't oh, get yeah. it twisted. No. <laughs> it's not, you know, I think that that's like a really um, nice thing that's kind of added in. Like, you get cozy in this place, but don't get too comfortable because just just because it's small town doesn't mean that it's exempt from bad things happening. It's true. It's true. Yep. So yeah, I um, I love heartwarming. I'm getting into, I, I don't think I've actually read a romantic suspense. I think mostly what I've been reading has been intrigue. Okay. So I can't really say like I would choose one over the other, but like what Katie Richards is intrigue, right? <laughs> she was mm-hmm. intrigued. Correct. Correct. Um, the, the Jana yeah. DeLeon's that I've read, oh, her, her books were so good. I don't know if she's even still writing. I, know, I think she I writes know. like cozy mysteries, but like, Yes. Her series was what ter- like convinced me. You know, I was messaging yep. you this weekend after I read The Witch's Initiation by L. James. And yep. I was just like, and that's a nocturne book. So yes. like another throwback. But I was like messaging you like, I think romance, suspense, and paranormal is my new kink. <laughs> <laughs> because like, okay, you love romantic suspense, right? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. still kind of new to it. I started with like Christine Feehan, which the series I started by her, it's not 
category, but like it had paranormal romance and suspense, but there were yes. some books that like the paranormal element was kind of light. Some felt more suspense heavy. So mm -hmm. I think like finding that balance, it's kind of mm -hmm. tough. But then I read those Jana DeLeon's and mm -hmm. it was so atmospheric. The suspense was on point. She yep. found ways, kind of like with KD Richards. Like, I think if you're going to do romance and suspense, mm -hmm. you just got like with KD Richards' book, she established the romance by like the, the characters work together. He was like her bodyguard, right? Like her security yeah, yeah, yeah. guard. And yeah. so they already have that relationship and then things yes. are happening to her. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be by your side 24 seven. So like mm -hmm. now they're like close proximity yes. and in the midst of suspenseful things happening, romance is happening. And I just think right. if you add in paranormal in there, like with the witch's initiation, the paranormal aspect was the heroine is a witch. Her sisters are yes. witches. And yes. the paranormal aspect also played into the suspense out aspect. So mm -hmm. it just worked. I was like, I need to see more of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly think that like a lot of what I currently love are some of the books that are older and aren't being published anymore. Like I am yep. so hooked on the nocturne right now because yep. it's given me that suspense. It's given me paranormal. There's sometimes some humor in there, which I love. And oh, the romance sure. is on point. It's on point. Yep. No. And, and that's the great thing is that that's why, you know, thrift books is fantastic. eBay is fantastic. You know, we can hunt out those old titles and I think it's absolutely awesome. You know, I, I, I love, I know that you love, I'm not huge on the paranormal. You know that. I, I like paranormal light. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite books ever published by Harlequin was a Harlequin historical. And it was called Halloween Husbands. Yes. And it was three stories and one for Western, one for Regency, and one for Medieval. And all three of them had a very slight paranormal twist to them. And it was perfect. Because that's and you know what, what I want. I, I was they so excited when you got that because yep. We were talking about how you don't see a lot of Halloween romances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was so excited for you to get thing. those. <laughs> we have Christmas romances. You could read nothing but like the years previously published Christmas romances for a whole year. Yeah. You know, but the Halloween, you get maybe one or two. And you, you got to dig for those. If someone old. doesn't, if someone doesn't tell you about them, you're not going to know. <laughs> no, you're not going to know. And, and I would love to see more because like, how awesome would that be like in the, um, in the special edition line to have one that kind of takes place around Halloween, you know, yeah. usually what happens is we get that Christmas romance and it starts at like Halloween and then works its way, its way through Thanksgiving and then on to Christmas. So you're getting like, Oh, it was Halloween. It was great. Okay. Now on to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I want the pumpkins and the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Does publishing not know how much the book community loves the fall? <laughs> right? Like, stick it in the fall. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> People always think that we're nuts. They're like, you're reading Christmas romances in September, and we're just like, this is when they start coming out. We'll be behind if we don't start reading them right now. <laughs> it's true. I, I take the month of January off from reading Christmas romances, but come February, I'll start reading them again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause there are so many backlists that I want to get to. Girl, I downloaded so many anthologies last year and like mm -hmm. just did not even have the time to get, I mean, by the time I one clicked them because some of them came out in December and I'm like, do you know how yeah. late this is? Like by this time I'm yeah. kind of burnt out <laughs> on Christmas. Right. Romance. right. <laughs> I just, I've just decided I have to live to be a thousand because it's the only way I'm going to get all my reading done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I, I found interesting while we were like Google searching was mm -hmm. the fact, and I think you mentioned it earlier, was the fact that like there were some YA series. Yes. I'm yes. kind of jealous because teenager me would have, you think about it. So like a lot of romance readers pick up their first romance in like middle school. Imagine if there was an actual series geared to that age group rather than like having to sneak them from your mom. She could just take you to the bookstore and there's literally an imprint yep. dedicated to your age group. Yep. 
I would have loved that, Sarah. We talked about this over the weekend because I am of that age group. I was literally a child in the 80s. And I can remember distinctly going to my library and there was a series called Sweet Dreams. I don't know how long it ran for, but I distinctly remember that they were YA Roman. They were very thin, like right on under 200 pages. And I mean, at the time I was maybe 10, 11, 12 years old, but I was devouring them. They were cute. They were clean. They were like, you know, very sweet YA. And why? And I think we talked, why isn't that a thing now? Yeah. I don't think it would fly now with teenagers today. I just truly don't think so. Yeah. I think teenagers today are older than we were when we were teenagers. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, like we, we had an innocent, I don't want to say that they're not innocent, but you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I think that young adult now, young adult now is doing phenomenal. It's doing some amazing work. Oh, yes. But I think that, you know, you see books like To All the Boys I Loved Before by Jenny Han, which Mm -hmm. Netflix adapted, and it's It's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's like there is a market. Like teenagers are interested in romance. You know, they are interested in it. So I just... Man, I feel like again a missed opportunity. Put it out mm-hmm. there, but then also like we we when you see young adult now, it is hard cover, and yes. I just I don't know. I don't know how that part of it would swing. I just have to wonder, you know. And the other thing too with a lot of YA now, it's it yes, it's considered to be quote unquote YA, but you know as well as I do, how many adults are reading it? Probably yeah. more than the YA readers themselves. Right. Which is why I think they're marketing them in hardcover editions because that's what people want. That's what the adults want is a hardcover. I honestly truly don't believe that anybody nowadays is going to go into a bookstore and pick up a mass market paperback of a YA romance. It's not going to happen. Yeah. That's just my, it's not like it was in the 80s when we had Sweet Dreams and Sweet Valley High and, you know, all those things, right? And books that- were 75 cents. <laughs> Girl, if you can find a YA novel now for less than $15, let me know. Even on Kindle. Even on Kindle, they want like more than $10. Yeah. I mean, you have to wait for it to come out in paperback. And I mean, I saw some, granted, at Walmart a couple of days ago, like they redid the To All the Boys I Loved Before books with the movie covers. And I think they were like eight bucks. And like my daughter and I watched the movies and I read the first two books. I was like, maybe I'll come back and get these. But I was like, wow, a YA Mm -hmm. book as popular as this for less than $10. That's pretty good. (laughs) The new Cassandra Clare, that big, you know, she writes those tomes. It was 40% off at my Walmart, the hard covers, but they always are when, they, when they're when they released. And I look at the covers and think, those are so pretty, but I'm never going to read it. Yeah. So let's just leave it where it is. <laughs> and, you know, especially because I hear a lot of people say, like, okay, they read fantasy, for example. A lot mm-hmm. of times they're in it for the romance. So Absolutely. it's like, maybe if you throw it out there to see how it's mm-hmm. received, you might mm-hmm. surprise yourself. I don't know. But then again, yep. it might fall back to its mass market. It's at the store for cheap. That assumption that it is not going to be good. It's not worth it. It's and I just look back at like middle school and teenage me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would have loved that. I'm such mm-hmm. a hopeless romantic <laughs> before well, the world even, jaded you know, me. <laughs> the more, The more I think about it, you know, I was really, I grew up in a great time, like to be real, that um, the Nancy Drew, they re-released, but not re-released, but they started a new Nancy Drew series called the Nancy Drew Case Files that started in the 80s. So it was Nancy drove a convertible and, you know, she was really <laughs> cool. And every single one of those books had a romance because yeah. it was the romance between her and Ned, which is something that you never saw in the original uh, Yellow Spine series. You know, she was yeah, getting she older. had a boyfriend named Ned. But they really got like Ned and her, like it continued through the series, like her and Ned broke up. So for so many books, they were broken up and then they got back together. And so clearly romance drove a lot of these books when I was younger. Yeah. You know, and it's just sad that that's not the case anymore. And I mean, okay, both of us having like been active on BookTube, right? Like a lot of BookTubers 
that were like the big booktubers when you first discovered this yes. online community on YouTube of readers, a lot of them got there. They started reading with Twilight. Twilight yes. is essentially at the core. It's a romance, <laughs> you know? So it's like, okay, that I feel like that would have been the perfect time to put out like paranormal romance aimed yes. at teenagers. That would have been oh, perfect. Yes. I laughed because right after the resurgent, like when Twilight became a big deal and people were reading it, they re-released that series by LJ, The Vampire Diaries. I can't remember the author's name now. They came out in the early 80s. Wow. I read those in high school. And now they're <laughs> like, did you see how great this is? I'm like, please. <laughs> the time. It was great in the 80s too. <laughs> Hello. But you know what I mean? Like they had to pull old stuff to feed the marketplace. Yeah. Bring out new stuff. Yeah. That would have been so much better, you know? Yeah. Do you but, read the the historical line at all? Harlequin historical? Yeah. I love the historical line. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Love it. I have one a couple, favorite. so I need to I need to read that. That's like one line I can say I have never read, but I don't well, read much historical, so considering you're a big history buff, it's 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 interesting to to hear you say that, but the great thing is, is that they have every time period. Like if you want a Western, if you want a Regency, you know, I, there was one that was published a couple months ago that took place right after the sinking of the Titanic. Like wow. whatever time period you want, you're going to find, which is pretty awesome. I remember you messaging us and <laughs> you, were, you were reading the one set in Salem. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, well, um, I don't know. <laughs> We kind of know how this ends, but <laughs> I was like, we know this wow. isn't going to end well. <laughs> I mean, hey, kudos to the author for taking a chance on that one. <laughs> I know. I was obsessed with Salem as a kid. So I was I like, know. really? I, I wonder know. how that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But you know what? It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of my complaints with historical romance which it it's not necessarily historical romance but historical fiction because i used to read a lot of historical fiction is like you feel like you're reading the same time periods all the time and it's like hey there were other time yeah. periods there were other things that happened so i'm always excited when i see somebody like the salem one sounded so cool because that i think that's a time yeah. period that people try to stay away from <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I a happy like, time yeah so. <laughs> well we did it girl we did episode two yes what yay tell me fun. something that like what has excited you recently or what's made you happy recently i know the you were buying books the other day <laughs> the, spring. the spring i know well that that books books always make me happy but Honestly, like the weather, I am a winter baby and I do love the winter. Don't get me wrong. I love the snow. I love the cold, but there's just something about that change of the seasons. And because we just, you know, did the whole, um, sprung forward, the time change. And it was the first day of spring on Saturday. Oh, it's just so nice. I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for the birds and the trees and you know, that's I, making me happy. The older I get, I just fall more and more in love with spring. I think it's just really, right? it's cooler. The flowers, yep. seeing the flowers, they're just so beautiful. Yep. It's yeah. I mean, I get really excited when the fall comes cause it's like, it gets yep. dark and there's scary movies on, <laughs> but I, I get this. I feel this same excitement when spring comes. It's like, Oh, pretty flowers. Yep. The birds chirping yep. outside my window. It's so nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me to sit outside and read or something, <laughs> right, right. And like, it's not Texas hot yet. Like it's not a hundred degrees yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like when we were doing our digging and we came across those lines and I found the Kismets, yeah. I found them on eBay, but it was like a bid. And I guess when you do a bid, like you have to leave it up for, if it, it was like 10 days. And so I watched it for like three days okay. and I messaged the person because I was like, I'm the only person bidding here. So I messaged them, I was like, hey, I think they were only offering or asking $15. And 
I messaged and I was like, hey, I'll give you like 25 bucks right now. Because I think it was 24 books. And I, okay. I just expected them to be like, nope, you have to wait or not message me back mm-hmm. at all. And the, the person responded back. She's like, I'm emailing eBay right now. And then she emailed me within like five minutes. And she's like, it's good. Oh, it's, wow. it's yours if you're ready to pay. And I was just like, she didn't have to do that, you know? And it was just... I find like oh, little reminders awesome. of like little reminders of kindness. Right. I was like, she totally did not have to do that. She could hold out for somebody to come along and possibly offer more money than me, yep. but you know, it was nice yep. that she did that. So I'm excited. Hopefully I think those come today or no, tomorrow. That is I can... awesome. I absolutely think that's awesome. <laughs> well, Yay. I hope you have a wonderful Monday because we are recording this on Monday whatever today is march yep. 22nd yep. yeah um so sure, yeah. yeah thank you Definitely. guys thank you for listening to this episode we will be back next week yes. with another one we have some really fun things planned we have just been fangirling yes, over ideas do. the past couple of days <laughs> i'm so excited so Make sure that you guys, uh, we fought, we set up our Instagram. Our Instagram is set up. You can follow us there at the Categorically Romance Pod. We're same yep. name on Twitter. Sarah has set us up a Facebook group. How can I have find put it? us on Facebook? Yes, we are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So just search for the Categor- Categorically Romance Romance Podcast and you can find us there as well. Let your friends know. Come hang out with us every week. Talk Category Romance. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And we will see you guys in, see you guys. We will talk to you in our next episode. Long (laughs) on are the YouTube days where I can say I'll see you. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, have, make it a wonderful day, you guys. And we will talk to you in our next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.